I'll be talking tonight about Chumris. Uh, <coughs> In the beginning of Pirkei Avos, we read that the Anshik Nesesagdola gave three recommendations. Eimam Mishloshedvarim. One of them was Hasesiyad Latora. The Gemara in Vamis learns this out from a pasuk in Chumris, the concluding pasuk in Parshas Achrimos, where it says Nishmatem is Nishmati. So one pasuk. So the Gemara says that the gist of the pasuk is Nishmatem is Nishmati. I say Nishmeres the Nishmati. We should all make a siyog. We shouldn't, as Rabbi Tversky said, we shouldn't go up until the the brink, to the edge of the cliff, then you may fall over, you have to stay back a little bit. So you shouldn't come so close to doing the Avera that you may, with one slight step, you can violate the Avera, you should stay away from the Avera. This, um, this idea of Asseis uh, Yagla the Mesut Sashon points out, is not only uh, an instruction to the Rabbonim, that they should make Xeris and Hachokas Misyogim, so Sasham says it's an instruction to each and every individual person based on what society he lives in, based on what kind of a parnasa he has, based on uh, <coughs> what generation he lives in. Uh, if because of his circumstance that he thinks that he's going to fall in and do an Avera, so he has to make a personal siyog and he shouldn't make a calculation like many think, well, if it, if it should really be usher, so the rabbis of the Talmud would have prohibited it. So he says, that's not a correct argument, that's not a correct cheshmer. Whatever the Tanoim singled out, Tanoim, Amram, whatever the Gemara singles out is Aser, so that's Aser for everybody. No matter what generation you live in, no matter what country in the world you live in, no matter what you do for a living. But then, each and every individual, that's what he calls, that's Adobah HaShavah L'chol Nefesh. But then, based on your circumstances, if you feel that you may possibly be too close to doing it out there, so each person has to make his own siyok for himself, Says that passage that Mishmati is spoken to each and every individual Jew. It's not only spoken to the Rabban. One of the forms of Chumrah that we are familiar with is that the Gemara will often have, or in Shulchanach, will often be presented with a machlekes, a dispute about something. And uh, we know that even the opinion that's not accepted does mean that it's dead wrong, that the person made a mistake. You know that there is uh, validity to both opinions. The Ran in, in his commentary on the Rif at the end of the first parak in Kiddushin writes that whenever you have a dispute, one opinion is accepted, the other one is not accepted, and we say, what it means is that uh, even though we know how we pass him, but it still is considered a suffix holder. It's considered still a slight suffix. The Ran has a famous explanation about oral uh, lords that uh, if you plant the tree, so the first three years you're not allowed to eat the pears, if anything grows, that's Orla. So Orla B'chutzlores is Muta B'mokam Sofek. So not only if it's a real 50-50 Sofek, even if it's a far-fetched Sofek, a slight Sofek called the Hu, you still go the cooler. So that's why the Gemara says, whenever there's a dispute in Tanoim, what the Din should be, even though in Eretz Yisrael we happen to pass in the Chumrah, that this Orla is Osir, but in Chutzlores, that's enough to have the right to be made. That's considered... A Suffolk called the and the Suffolk called is enough to have the right to be Mekel. That's, that's a special bit in order of Chutzlars, and a Suffolk called is enough to be Mekel. But in other areas of Aloche, we're not Mekel on a Suffolk called the the Rabbi, we say Suffolk deraisa lechumrah. So as, as Amidas Chasidis, many have the practice that whenever there's a Machlaikas, even though we pass in the Hakel, but it is in a certain sense, it is a Suffolk called Maybe the Shita that was Machmir, that was not accepted, maybe that's right. So as a Midas Chasidus, it would make sense to be Machmer, 
for the opinion which is not accepted Lalacha. So you have that in Mishnayis. You have a Maseches Beitzo that the Tanoim say that even though we pass like Pesilo, that they sometimes were Machma like Beishamai. That's an unusual case. Pesilo and Beishamai usually we totally ignore Beishamai. But you have other similar cases. We know on Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara quotes that Rabbi Abohu made a takona de Rabban in the city of Kisrin, that there was a suffix, what's the correct way to blow shofar? Whether you have to blow tkia, trua, tkia. So what's the definition of a trua? So there was one opinion that trua is what we refer to as trua. Another opinion, what we refer to as shvarim. Third opinion, what we refer to as shvarim trua is the trua. So instead of paskening what the din is, in Fartik, when I'm Aramein, paskin up the din, so Rabbi Abba made a takon and Kishrin to be choshish for all the three different opinions. So we blow mer koilus in the course of the day to make sure you really don't have to blow so much shofar. Men Antoya just blow three times tkia trua tkia. And make up your mind which is the correct form of trua. That would be the end of the story. So Rabbi Abba made a takon to be choshish for all the opinions. There is a famous Medrash Rabbah on the Pasuk in Kohelas. The Pasuk reads something approximately, I don't remember exactly. It's such a approximately like that of Pasuk. So the Medrash Rabbah says on that Pasuk, What is that referring to? So some of the Mephoshim printed on the bottom of the page of the Medrash Rabbah say that's what it's referring to. Rabbi Bo in Kisrin made this Takona that we should be Choshish for all the three opinions. That's how the Pasuk sounds like it says. Means two opinions. Here there are three opinions. So Rabbi Bo made a takon instead of paskining us, instead of being machria. One sheet and fartik. They said we, he recommended we should be choshish for all of the different opinions. This is the style of chumra. We once had a speaker in Yeshiva many years ago who was uh, developing the definition of uh, centrist orthodoxy. So he said there are eight nafkeminus halacha between centrist orthodoxy and right wing orthodoxy. So one of the differences was Chumra. The, uh, the centrist Orthodox don't believe in Chumra. That this expression called Machmatava Alabracha was a phrase that was invented by the Mishnah Brura. And he's the boogeyman. Mishnah Brura, that's a terrible safer full of Chumras. And uh, the centrist Orthodox don't go for Chumra. So one of the students raised his hand and he said that Taisus has that expression. Taisus and Masech Shabbos and Perikira says. Taisus is talking about Bishol and Klisheni, putting in salt and so on. This is an expression that was not invented by the Mishnah Pura. This is as old as the hills. There is such a concept. Suffolk there is a luchumra. And even if it's not a real 50-50 Suffolk, it's only a Suffolk kaldahu. There is a concept for one who is in, uh, prepared to act in a fashion of Midas Chasidis, we would consider that a Suffolk there is a luchumra to be choshish for the opinion that's not accepted because Suffolk it is considered a Suffolk kaldahu. The Gemara has a discussion in Maseches Rosh Hashanah in the first parak about the many situations where you have a dispute between Bishama and Bishilo. So the Gemara says that the one who the one who adopts the lenient positions of Bishama and Bishilo, he always goes lahokel. Who is he? Is he from the two? Is he one of the followers of Bishama, or is he one of the followers of Bishilo? Each person should follow his rabbi. You daven in the shul, so you follow your rabbi Fartik. A person learns in Egypt, you learn by this rabbi, that's his rabbi. So you follow your rabbi Muvik. So in the days of the Tanoim, so the Gemara says, if a person follows both the Kulas of Beishamah and the Kulas of Beisilo, so Manushach, he's a Russia. Who, which sheet is he following? And what if a person follows the Chumas of Beishamah and the Chumas of Beisilo? So the Gemara says, he's an idiot, he's a fool. The Gemara quotes the Pasuk, Haksil Bachoshachoylech. Then the Gemara is bothered with Akasha, but they record a story about Rabbi Akiva, 
there is a machlekes between Bishamay Bisil, what is Rosh Hashanah Le'ilana? So we all know Rosh Hashanah Le'ilana is still Bishvat. But the Mishnah records there was a dispute between Bishamay Bisil. Bishamay's opinion is still Bishvat. Bishamay said that is Rosh Hashanah So what's the issue of Rosh Hashanah Le'ilana? When the, when the trees blow shaykhar, when they say in the Sanatek, what does it mean Rosh Hashanah Le'ilana? That's one of the Yiddish uh, writers in Europe wrote like that. That the trees are full of snow in the winter time. And to Bishvat, and the wind is howling, so he gets the impression as if all the trees are standing with the kittel, with the talus, it's Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanis, the wind is howling, the blowing shofar has nothing to do, Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanis has nothing to do with the, with, with the kittel, and with the talus, and with the blowing shofar. It's a technical halacha for the purposes of Hafrashas, Shumas and Maishas, when the Paris started to develop till the point of Chanote, so that determines which year the Paris belonged to. If it's the first, this is a seven-year cycle of the Shemitah, so the first and the second year of the Shemitah cycle, in the third year, instead of Maishu Sheni, then the fourth year and the fifth year, again, and the sixth year, and in the seventh year, everything is Hefkes, so you're not Mafish anything, since everything is Hefkes, so there's no obligation to be Mafish anything. Even in the first and the second years, that it's exact same hafrashit from Gedele Maiserisha Maisersheni, but the halacha says you're not permitted to be mafish mishon al chavata. The pears that grew in one year, the pears that grew in another year, you can't mix them together. The pasuk reads in Parshas Re, Yaser Yaser, Each year you have to be mafish separately. So how do you determine when the pears grew? They're not yekes that they only grow in between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah. They grow, they start growing before Tu Vishvat, they finish growing after Tu Vishvat. So how do you decide what year they belong to? So that's what the Mishnah says. If the Chanata occurred before Tu Vishvat, it belongs to last year. If the Chanata occurred after Tu Vishvat, it belongs to next year. So the Gemara tells the story, Rabbi Kiva had a lot of pears that grew on a tree. And they had the Chanata in between Rosh Chodesh and Tu Vishvat. So that's exactly the Machlech, is the Sham and Mesilo. So the Bryson records that he was Mafrish both. He was Mafrish Maisa Ani, and Maishasheni, to be choshish for the both opinions of Bishama and Bishilo, the Chumar in both directions. So the Gemara asked the Kasha, we just said that that's a fool, that's an idiot. What kind of a Chumar is that? So the Gemara says, no, not Rabbi Kiva was choshish Lechumar for both opinions that contradict each other. Rabbi Kiva, Gemara is topically, he knew that the din is like Bishilo, but he, he didn't know which was Bishilo's opinion. He knew there was a dispute whether Rosh Hashanah Le'ilana is is Echad Bishvat or Tu Bishvat, and he knew the din is like Bisil, but he didn't know which was Bisil or Shita. Is there a Shchayr Shvat or Tu Bishvat? So therefore, he had no choice, and he had to be Machner in both directions. A lot of times, you have in Shulchan Aruch they'll quote a Machlekes about something, and then they'll say we go the Chumrah in both directions. So the Primagodim asks the Kasha, how can you go the Chumrah in both directions? Isn't that exactly Aksil Bachayshachayla? So he says, no, it's like Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva didn't know which was the correct Shita. He knew the din is like Bishil, but he didn't know whether Bishil said Echo Bishvat or Tu Bishvat. So he had to be Machma in both directions. So we have a din in the Gemara. We don't know whether Rashi's Pshad is correct or the Ramam's Pshad is correct. We, we don't have the ability to be Machma. Sometimes we are Machriya. A lot of times we're not Machriya. So that's, uh, that's Misofik. Like Gemara is topic like We're not sure what Pshat in the Gemara is. So we have to go to Chumrah in both directions. Every so often the Shach and Yeridea will write. The Ramah will have a Chumrah and the Shach will say that's it. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I'll quote Haksil What do you machma for the both opinions? It's a contradiction. Sometimes the chumras do not make sense, and sometimes the chumras do make sense. 
on Leal Rosh Hashanah, on the second night of Rosh Hashanah, we have a Chumrah. There is a dispute whether one says Shachyano on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. The second day Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, is what the Gemara calls a Sveik of the Yom. We observe the second day Yantav because originally when they still used to do Kiddush HaKadosh al so the Bnei Chutz Lords used to have a Sufik, which day was the real day of Yom. So in the Sufik, they acted on the second day as if yesterday was Erev Yantav and as if today is Yantav. If yesterday was Erev Yantav, so the Kiddush that we said yesterday was a brachal of Atav, and the Shachyana that we said yesterday was a brachal of Atav. So they had to say Kiddush all over the second night of Yantav, and they had to say Shachyana again. Rosh Hashanah is different. The Gemara says Rosh Hashanah is, is uh, what we call Kedush Achas. The Rashi calls it Yom Arichta. The more popular expression is Yom Arichta. It's not that we observed the second day of Rosh Hashanah because maybe the first day was a mistake. No. The first day was good. The blue shayf was not brachal of Atola. The shachyana was fine. But still, the Rabbani have to observe the second day of Rosh Hashanah as well. So, on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, I understand I haven't blown shayf for a year. So that's a mitzvah, bom is man is man, so we say shachyana. But the second day of Rosh Hashanah, why should we say shachyana over the yontof or over the, or over the tkiah shayf? He just blew shayf yesterday. You don't say Shachyano every morning when you put on your talus and tefillin. There isn't so much excitement. We just put on talus and tefillin yesterday. And even on Sunday morning, we didn't put on tefillin on Shabbos, but we just put on tefillin on Friday. You only say Shachyano if it's the mitzvah, bom is man, is man. A koyin comes to the Beis Hamikdash and he didn't makrev karbonus in the last uh, 24 weeks, the uh, 24 mishmaris. So he's all excited. He hasn't had an opportunity to do the mitzvah, hakrovis karbonus in 24 weeks. So he says Shachyano. That's how Taisus interprets the Gemara. But if he just blew Shaifer yesterday, so the excitement isn't that great to blow Shaifer on the second day. So this is a dispute in the Rishonim. Are you supposed to say Shachyonu in Kiddush on the second night of Rosh Hashanah? And is the Baltikeh supposed to recite the Brach of Shachyonu on the second day of Rosh Hashanah? This year is Ois Machlaikis, second day of Rosh Hashanah, because we're not going to blow Shaifer on the first day. But the Rock embroiders, they don't say Shachyonu on the second day, they follow the Psak of the Machaber, they follow the Svadish Psak. So this year by them is going to be a chiddush. This year they're going to say shachyano on the second day by tkiyah shayf. So because of this machlokes whether the kiddush requires shachyano the second night of Rosh Hashanah, so we pass in that you do say shachyano. That's the psak. But in Shulchan Aruch they quote the midas chasidus of the Maharam Rutenberg that he introduced on Hanage that you should take a pre chodesh or a beged chodesh. So even if you're not supposed to say shachyano mitam yantiv. But the Shachyana is in place, it won't be a brochal of Atala because you have a pre Chodesh or a Beget Chodesh. Others are very upset about that Hanhogit. Uh, this is in Shochanach. It says you have a pre Chodesh or a Beget Chodesh. This is the Hamtsoa of the Maharam Rutenberg. They quote about 10-15 of such Hamtsoas of the Maharam Rutenberg how to do things in such a way to satisfy all the opinions. This is Chasidis. This is really a Chumr. So the other, other Gdolim are uh, upset about this. Rosh Hashanah is such an important day, you're not sure whether you're supposed to say Shachyano. So you take a new fruit and no one even knows what it's all about. They don't know what country you grew in. And that makes me able to say the Shachyano. It's Abusha to the Rosh Hashanah. So there were G'daylum who on principle would Badaf cannot use this Midas Chasidus. They felt that that's a bizarre to Rosh Hashanah. I'm going to say Shachyano on the Rosh Hashanah. Don't tell me they say Shachyano on a new, on a new pre-Chodesh, on a new Beget Chodesh. I'm more excited on the Rosh Hashanah than I am about the Beget Chodesh and the pre-Chodesh. But that's the common minig, the common midas chasidus, the common chumr is <coughs> that we take a pre-Chodesh or a Beget Chodesh. <coughs> the Gemara speaks about the minig that we have, that we wait six hours between fleshiks and milchiks. The Gemara says it's only a minig, it's not, a, it's not even a din with the Rabbanon. 
And in the Shulchanach, they quote from the Chassam Sefer that uh, if a person has a slight ache and pain, we would permit him to have milk within the six hours. You don't even have to be a Chodesh Emesachana because you're not even violating a Dinder Rabban, it's only a Minig. So this Minig, the Gemara tells one of the Amoraim says, in comparison to my father, I'm like Chala Legabi Chamra. My father's like wine, and I'm like, I'm like uh, vinegar, like, like uh, spoiled wine. My father, when he would have fleshiks, would wait 24 hours, we'd wait a whole day in order to have milchiks. That's Amidus Chasidus. And I'm not up to that. I only wait six hours. He only waits for one meal to the other. So all of them, the Farshim asked, why was it so difficult? His father was used to waiting a whole day. Why didn't he wait a whole day also? The answer is Pashit. He wasn't on the Madreke. It didn't make sense for him. It makes sense sometimes for a person to introduce Amidus Chasidus into his life. He's on the Madrega observing Amidus Chasidus. The son said, I can't compare to my father. I'm not on that Midas Chasidus. It would be ridiculous. It would be foolish for me to observe such a Midas Chasidus. The Gemara Sarita has a marshal that um, when a woman is all dressed up to go to a wedding and then she puts on jewelry, so add, that adds even more beauty than the fancy dress that she has. But if the woman is just going with a bath, bathrobe, she's wearing her pajamas and a bathrobe, then she's going to put on jewelry. It'll look ridiculous. Or you have uh, the story about the Yeshiva Bacher in Europe that they explain to him how important it is that he should dress nicely, he should always wear a tie. Always have to say, they finally impressed upon the importance of wearing a tie, fine, so he got it. So then once there was a strafe in his home in the middle of the night and he was in his pajamas in his bathroom, he had to run out. But he stood in front of the mirror and he made sure that he put on his tie on the pajama stuff. Ridiculous. The tie on the pajamas doesn't add any beauty. Like the, the woman is in her bathrobe, she's going to add a piece of, she's going to add earrings, she's going to add a necklace. It doesn't fit in. So Amidus Chasidus doesn't always fit in. It depends. If the person is observing well the mitzvahs properly, so some, by some people it makes sense to add Amidus Chasidus. If a person, he, he's not keeping the mitzvahs properly. He's violating this, he's violating that. So what is he introducing Amidus Chasidus for? It simply doesn't fit in. So that's what this Amira says. I'm not on the Madrega like my father was. My father used to wait 24 hours. For me, it doesn't make sense. He only has the meaning to wait 6 hours. He doesn't wait 24 hours. You have in the Gemara, in the beginning of Gittin, sometimes the Gemara recommends not to introduce any Midas Chasidus. The Gemara has a Shaila that uh, when you send the Get and Chutzlar, it's Ayyadeh Shliach, so the Shliach has to be present when they're writing the Get. It has to be able to deliver a report and say, I was there when the Sefer wrote the get, I was there when the witnesses signed the get. So the Shaila is, how long does it really have to take? Let's say, how long does a Shlech really have to be there? It takes, let's say, half an hour till they write the whole get, till he ate inside. The Shlech has to sit there and twiddle his thumbs for half an hour and, and watch the way the Sefer is writing the get. So the Gemara says, not really. If he's there in the beginning, when the Sefer starts to write, the Sefer says, I'm going to write the get to Shmo, and he starts preparing the pen, so the Shliach can leave. He just says, come back when the Edom are about to sign. But it doesn't have to be there from the beginning to the end. So one of the Amoraim said, but maybe Fundasweg, maybe I should be Machmer, and make sure I sit there from the beginning to the end in order to be able to say honestly and truthfully, I was watching the whole thing. So the Gemara says, no, that was not the practice for many years, for many generations. They never had that practice. That the Shlech Leilochah should sit and watch from the beginning to the end to know that every letter was written in Shmo, we assume, if he started to write the Seif, started to write to get the Shmo, we assume the rest, of the, the rest of the get will be written in Shmo. So if you will decide to introduce a Chumrah, you will be mighty laws, Allah Gitna Rishonim. 
You will indicate as if in the earlier generations the kitten that they gave were not valid because the shluchim did not have that practice. And then there's going to be a hashash mamzeris on all the children who are born from the second marriage. So the Gemara prohibits us from introducing such a midas chasidus. Many poskim say that it's only restricted not to introduce midas chasidus in a later generation. Is restricted only to areas of yuchsin. When, when it's a shaila, people will think that the child is a mamzer from the, from, from the second marriage, or let's say in Gerus. We have this is a common issue in our generation. People adopt a little baby and they convert the little child. So there is a minority opinion when, when the child reaches the age of 13, right uh, at the time of bar mitzvah, you should convene a bezin again. You should ask the child, do you accept upon yourself to observe all the mitzvahs? And then you, you should do the Kabbalah on mitzvahs in front of a bez. So this was a minority opinion that was never observed. And all of a sudden people in our generation are tumbling. We have to change the whole practice. So we're going to declare all the children who adopted, who were adopted the last 1500 years, they're all goyim. We never did that. All of a sudden in our generation we're going to have to this new opinion that was never, that was never observed. No one ever, up, no one ever mentions that they observed that, that tumor. So the Pashtun says that it's not right. You don't introduce new chumras in later generations where it's going to reflect negatively on the earlier generations in the area, in the area of Yuchsen to imply as if someone was a Mamzer, to imply as if someone is a Nochri, or so on. Or the Gemara has in the end of Baba Kama, in the end of Perak Maruba, the Gemara says, a person will observe Amidus Chasidus Chumra in the presence of his Rebbe and the rabbi is not observing the Midas Chassidus. So the Gemara says he put such a person in Shamta, he put him in Cherem. Achotzuf. That's not the Din, Baharaya. He's a Talmud of this uh, Rebbe. And the Rebbe is not observing the Midas Chassidus. So it's a chutzpah on the part of the Talmud to observe a Midas Chassidus in the presence of the Rebbe. Ramashe Feinstein has a truth about that. Many, many have a Midas Chassidus to stand, the Chumrah to stand during Kriyas HaTorah or to stand during Chazor HaShat. So it's not a real Din, it's a Chumrah. Even the Rav used to say, the whole Shia, the Rav's Shia was also, it's only Amidus Chasidus. Based on the Shia that he gave, he suggested as Amidus Chasidus to stand with your feet together during Chazor HaShat. But it's not a real din, that's also Amidus Chasidus. A real din is, if I forgot Yalaviyova, I forgot Talamata or something, I did say Talamata, Amai Shwan Esri was not kosher. I wasn't Yotze, so I want to listen to the Chazor HaShat to be Yotze, because I wasn't Yotze the Tvila Balachash. So then it says, in the Goenim, you should stand with your feet together. But if I was Yotzei Tefillah Belachash, I want to hear the Chazor HaShatz. So the Rav explained why it makes sense to stand with your feet together. But the Iker Adin, I don't think he ever said that you have to. So Moshe Feinstein has in his Chuvas, let's say you're davening in a shul, and the rabbi in the shul is not standing for Chazor HaShatz. So the rabbi is not standing for the Kriya Satur. So it's, unless the rabbi is 98 years old, Rabbi Breuer used to sit and a lot of people, a lot of people in shul stood because when Rabbi Breuer was, was uh, 50 years old, he did stand. So, that, so that's not considered uh, chutzpah in the presence of the rabbi. But if the rabbi is your age and the rabbi is sitting, so it's not Darach Eretz that the Balabatim should stand in the presence of the rabbi to observe the Midas Chasidus if the rabbi is not observing the Midas Chasidus. Or they have in Shulchan Aruch, Mishnah is like that. Sometimes a person wants to observe a Chumrah and he's not really on that level at all. So it's not just that we wouldn't recommend it, it's a chutzpah, it's mechzi ki yuharot, it looks like arrogance, it looks like, uh, looks like uh, gaiva. I remember uh, there was one boy who was learning in the Kailo many years ago, 30 years ago, he lived in Washington Heights, he was married, lived in Washington Heights, so he had a practice, he observed what it said in Shulchan he put on the talus until in a home, he would walk on the street, 
to go to shul. That's the way it's described in the Shulchan Aruch. Rabbi Yosef Karo lived in Tzfas. And that's what they did. They had clean streets. They had Jewish people in the streets. They put on tzvas and so. So one of the rabbonim in the shul thought that it wasn't proper to walk in the dirty streets of uh, New York with Talas and Tefillin and all full of goyim. They're going to make fun of him. So uh, he tried to impress upon him that he shouldn't do it and he didn't get anywhere. So he said, why don't you ask Rabbi Shech because he's learning in the Kailo, my Kailo. So he comes over, he asked me the Shaila. So I told him, they tell the story about the Talmud who asked his Rebbe about a certain practice. Is it permissible or is it Mechzi Ki Yuhara? So the Rebbe said, I don't think it's Mechzi Ki Yuhara, I think it's Yuhara Mamish. <laughs> Not that it looks like Gaiva, it's Mamish Gaiva, it's Mamish Gaiva. So the fellow didn't get the point. He didn't understand what I meant. So he continued to walk to shul. He didn't think I responded. He didn't think I was responding to his question. He continued to walk to shul with his talis and so. The law of Balbatim and the shul told him that he should stop. So sometimes the Gemara recommends you shouldn't do certain practices, even though perhaps it looks like a nice minus chasidus, but it's either mechziki yuhara or perhaps even worse, maybe it's even yuhara mamish. A lot of times people invent the Midas Hasidus based on such flimsy sources that it's uh, very questionable. Is it right to have such a Midas Hasidus? We have this Achuvin Achasam Seif in the beginning of Chelek Arachayim. Somebody asked him, there was a Minhat, Achasam Seif, who lived in the early 1800s, there was a Minhat that if you daven in Nusachari, you're not allowed to wear silk uh, clothing. If someone's wearing silk clothing, not a dam Nusachari. They said, it's utterly ridiculous. What did they make up from thin air? A minig. He says, to make up a minig, you also have to be a big tamachach. It has to make sense. You have to have sources. So he says, my rabbi, I'm not Nadler, he was a great goyen. He knew how to make up minhagim. So he records some of the minhagim that his rabbi invented. And he says, you have to be a tamachach to make up a minig, to determine what's considered a midas chasidus. Just this morning I was learning in a base medish. One of the boys asked me to learn with the Mishnabur every day uh, for 10 minutes after Shachas. <coughs> so we were learning some Shin Aleph uh, about what pieces of clothing are Hoytzoa, what you're allowed to wear on Shabbos in the street outside of the Arab, and what's considered carrying what you're not allowed to wear. So in the Shulchan Aruch, in that Sim, they talk about a person who's wearing a wide hat or a wide bonnet, as <coughs> the bonnet uh, stretches out very far. And the person, let's say, has a big hat with a brim and he's going to wear a talus over the hat. So that looks like he's making an ohel. Because you have walls on the side and you have the brim is on top. So there's an issue of an ohel in the rabbi. So the Mishnah Kvur quotes the poskim that some have a practice that since if you're wearing a, a hat, you're not allowed to wear the talus over the hat because that's ohel. So some have a chumrah. On Shabbos and Yontav, you shouldn't wear the talus over your head. All week long they dab with the talus over the head. Over the yarmulke, no hat, just a yarmulke. But on Shabbos and Yom Bedavka, they will not wear the talus over the yarmulke because of exere a yarmulke to a hat. So the Mishnah Bura says that, that he dismisses that. He says that that's utterly ridiculous. What kind of a stupid chumra is that? That's not a chumra. That's a kula. And he tells you, he refers you to Hilchas Sitzes, where the Shulchan Aruch recommends that people should wear the talus over the head. More correct with the mitzvah Sitzes and more correct with the mitzvah of davening to wear the talus over the head. Some communities that have a meaning only the rabbi, the Mogan Avram has only the rabbi wears the talus over his head, the Balabatim don't. In many communities they don't have such a meaning, the Balabatim also wear. So that's what the Mishnabur is very upset about that meaning. You can't make up a minig and, and label it as a midas chasidis and consider it a chumrah. Not everything that you think is a chumrah is, is uh, really considered as a chumrah. The truth of the matter is that every chumrah 
You have to be careful that a chumrah shouldn't be maybe they they cool. The truth of the matter, every chumrah is maybe they they cool. Not maybe. Every chumrah has within it a cooler. Let's say, instead of buying a kosher esrik for $35, I'm going to spend $135. So that $100 I could have given to tzedakah for anim. There are people who are starving for, for food. They're fasting Monday and Thursday, and the rest of the week they still don't have enough food to, get, to eat. So that chumrah that I'm having, I'm spending $100 extra on, on the... Uh, on the esrog is, is not going to be maybe in the distant future to a cooler. It's right away maybe they take cooler. The extra hundred dollars you're, you're throwing out, you're wasting. It's going down the drain instead of going to anim. Well, let's say a person has a chumrah. Some people have a chumrah they don't eat turkey. Some people have a chumrah they don't eat flesh uh, bechlal. Some people have a chumrah they don't eat milchitz. So one person has a chumrah doesn't eat flesh, doesn't eat milchitz, doesn't eat parva. Does this is meiser and this is chal and this is this and this is that. He doesn't eat by anybody. So he doesn't get along with anybody. The, the grandparents are so upset. The parents are upset. What's the matter with the, with the person? He can't, can't act normally. That, a wonderful chumrah, but it's a chumrah that causes a cooler. It causes friction. He doesn't get along with all, all the members of the family. He's invited to, to a simcha. He can't eat. He can only eat the bread and the water. Maybe. Maybe the water is kosher. Maybe the bread is kosher. <laughs> every chumrah. Every chumrah is always not maybe the cooler in the future. It's right away a cooler. So every chumrah really has to be investigated, does it really make sense? The Mishra has a famous line, Kol Kula Tzricha Every time you want to have a Kula, you have to check it a hundred times. Truth of matter, every Chumrah needs a Bedika also. Is this really a Chumrah? Is this a Chumrah that's going to have more Kula than it's going to have Chumrah? They have the famous story by Rabbi Sol Salanta. There's a Machlekes Rashi and Tesis when you wash until it's your for bread or when you wake up in the morning, how far do you have to wash? So Rashi's opinion is you have to wash till the wrist and Tyson says, we don't really pass them like that. You only have to wash till the knuckles. But all year long, what's the big problem? Turn on the faucet. It doesn't cost so much more money to wash all the way till the wrist. So we're machma like Rashi all year long. On Tishbab and on Yom Kippur, when you're not allowed to wash your body unnecessarily, so when we wake up in the morning, wash our hands. So we talk only wash till the knuckles. Because since Mikra Adin, that's the Allah. You don't, so the rest is a Chumrah. So on Yom Kippur, if you're going to observe your Chumrah, it's going to be a cool. It's not going to be a Chumrah. So they tell a famous story about Rabbi Sol Salante. He was once eating by someone and he only washed until the sedaim, till the, till the knuckles. So they asked him afterwards, everybody washes till the wrist. He says, it doesn't, how, can I, how can I have the chutzpah to wash till the wrist? They didn't have a faucet with flowing water. One of the servants in the house, one of the maids in the house, had to go draw water from a well and schlep all the water into the house. So I should be machmed to wash till the wrist that they should have to schlep more water for me. That's not right. If I schlep the water, it's one thing, but I'm making him schlep the water for me. That's not the acher. It's the matter. Every chumrah carries with it a coolness. You have to always investigate. Kol chumrah Whether your chumrah is really a chumrah, or maybe the cooler is, is so much greater than the chumrah. Maybe that's not right. The Talmud Yerushalmi has a line that became famous. It's quoted in, uh, in the Morgan Avram and Hilchas Purim when they talk about clapping Haman. So the Talmud Yerushalmi in the end of Bab Metziah has a line that even if the din is one way, but the minig is l'hakil, so the minig is l'hakil. So a lot of times people misunderstand this. They don't know exactly what that's referring to. So I remember there was a, in our time there was a professor in Yeshiva College who used to preach like this. He says, on Shabbos you're not allowed to cook. Some half of you will remember this whole spiel. On Shabbos you're not allowed to cook. So how do we leave food on the black and we take the kettle of water off and we put it back? How do you do hachazar? It's outright bishul, it's a malachim in 
which it isn't. So he said, So the answer is that minig is erka halacha. What is that? How can minig be erka halacha? It's a malacha minatur. So he explained, What's the most important mitzvah he would tell us to? From all the tayag mitzvahs, what's the most important mitzvah? Motzes vasecha tishmar, yasisa kashen adarta, neder. Why? Why is anybody obligated to keep any of the mitzvahs? Because when you become bar mitzvah, so you accept upon yourself a neder that you're going to keep all the mitzvahs. So if when I become bar mitzvah, I see my parents, I'm a chal Shabbos, so I never accept upon myself not to be mechal I only accept the minig is halacha, because when you become bar mitzvah, you accept whatever the common practice is. Of course, that's why the minig is halacha. So this is totally wrong. There is no such thing. The Talmud Yerushalmi says, anyone who looks up the Talmud Yerushalmi, see that it's a joke? It doesn't say that in the source. Talmud Yerushalmi is commenting on the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that when I have a job, so it's understood based on Tanakh, based on Silkim and Tehillim and Barchinavshi, that you're supposed to work all day long from Alos HaShachar till Tseis HaKochavim. That's quite a stretch. From Alos HaShachar till Tseis HaKochavim. So let's say I got a job. I made up with the Balabas, I'm going to work six days. Shabbos, I'm off. I'm going to work Sunday through Friday. All day long, normal. And he's going to pay me $1,000 a week. Whatever. So I work a whole week, nine to five. I come at the end of the week, Arab Shabbos, at five o'clock. I'd like to get the $1,000. I said, what do you mean? You're supposed to work for Malos HaShachet and say, you didn't work the whole day. So I say, what are you, crazy? I never heard of that. So he says, no, but it says in Baruch it says in the Mishnah, you're supposed to work from Avos HaShachar to Tzayseh comes. I say, well, I didn't understand that. So he said, that's your fault. HaMoytzim HaChavera, all of Harayi, I'm Muchzak on the money, it's in my pocket, in my bank account. I'm only going to pay you the full thousand dollars if you can prove to me that, uh, that you were only Muchayif to work from nine to five. It should be right. HaMoytzim HaChavera, all of Harayi, the burden of proof is on the one who wants to be Moytzif on the Muchzak. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. So the Yushalmi says, no, but the Mishnah says, if the Minah Kamdina is that people work from 9 to 5, so it's self-understood that those were the conditions of employment. It's self-understood when he agreed, when the boss agreed, when the employer agrees to pay me $1,000 a week if I work 6 days a week, 6 days means from 9 to 5. He didn't have to spell it out. So that's what the Talmud Yushalmi says, Minah is Eker Halacha, the Halacha should have been. So if the meaning HaMokim is that people only work from 9 to 5, it's self-understood, that's considered Kilo Hisnu. So he's Mechuyiv, that's a Hechacha, that's sufficient proof. So it's understood that the employer is Mechuyiv to pay the full salary. But there is no such Allah that Minig is Erka Allah. You have a Minig, you can violate all the Dini that's ridiculous. The Minig is Erka, this Allah, if I'm right to Mechavera, all of her right. People have the attitude that we have old Minhagim and we observe all of the old Minhagim. Yeah, there used to be a fellow in Washington Heights, Professor Levy. He was the brother-in-law of Eli Klein from Caribbean. He passed away uh, 25 years ago. So he used to say he was a big kibitzer. So he used to say, the, we know historically, the Rambam did away with Chazar Sashats because the people used to talk in shul during Chazar Sashats and he said it's a chil Hashem. In churches, in the mosques, they didn't talk. Only in the shul they spoke. So he abolished the Chazar Sashats and many of the Moroccans, I remember when the Moroccans came to America, they used to make the Roman young, the Taka didn't do Chazar HaShatz, the Takona of the Rambam. All the way from centuries ago, they still observed that they didn't do Chazar HaShatz, shouldn't be a Chil HaShem. So why was it, what was the whole issue? Because the people were talking in the middle of davening. So this Professor Levy was a big kibitzer. So he said, Aminikach Admainim. 
to talk in the middle of davening. Can't you say like tabek machen a minig hakadmoni? Well, just like this, going to do it with a minig hakadmoni. You got to continue talking middle. A lot of people have such an attitude. That's the minig. That's the minig. So obviously, that that's ridiculous. We have chumras that are ridiculous. We have certain minhagim that people think I'm minhagim holy, hallowed minhagim, which is uh, which is utterly ridiculous. The Rabbi Natam has a famous uh, statement in a tshuva. He says that the word minhag mem nun hey gimel is the same that letters as gehenim gimel hey nun mem. Rabbein Tam says that sometimes there's a minik shtus that not only is not binding, it's forbidden, it's prohibited to follow such a minik. The Dafyami people are learning Baba Basra now, so on the first Mishnah in Baba Basra, Taisus points out on the base of on the first Mishnah. From this Mishnah you can see, he shows out that there are certain minhagim that you're not permitted to follow. The Mishnah says, Hakol Kaminik Hamdina, how thick the wall should be. Despite the fact that the Mishnah tells you how thick the wall should be if it's made from Kvil Gozes Kvises Kvisim Levena. So what does the Mishnah give you any shurim for? Just say Hakol Kminik Hamdina. So Rabbi Tam says on the first Mishnah, Mikan Yesh Ledaktik, that there are Minhagim that you're not allowed to follow. You don't always say Hakol Kminik Hamdina. A lot of times people have Minhagim and they think there's a Helekite to follow the Minik. A lot of times people think that certain practices are Chumris, and we are just, we're centrist orthodox, we don't go for this uh, chumrah, we're not for the right-wingers, and we don't have to observe these chumrahs. A lot of the things that people think are chumrahs are not chumrahs, they're real dinam. And you can't have a minig against it. By many people, they're very mizalzal and amiral and nochri on Shabbos. They have non-Jews, non-Jews employed by them on Shabbos, they'll do the laundry on Shabbos, in the kitchen, while the family is eating in the dining room, so the non-Jewish help will be doing the laundry, or doing the dishes in the dishwasher while we're sitting and eating and singing mirrors. So the non-Jewish help is doing, doing the dishes with the dishwasher. That's against the halacha. You don't say, I'll to the nafsheh. If the nafsheh wants to do malacha on Shabbos, I didn't ask him to do it on Shabbos. That's if he fixes my automobile, if I leave it in the shop. But not if the automobile is in, is in my home. The base of Shalisal, you don't say, I'll to the nafsheh. There is no such ethic. That's a mistake. A lot of people still going with the attitude that uh, if you go to a non-kosher restaurant, if you buy kosher fish, that's okay. What do you mean? Kosher fish, but the kosher fish is cooked on a tray for kelly. That's not a chumrah. That's not a midas chassid. That's a real din. A lot of people don't observe tefillah's kelim. That was a problem in Europe. There were complete communities where they didn't observe tefillah's kelim. Mitzvah is when you buy pots and pans or forks and knives that once belonged to a non-Jew. There's a mitzvah. Many say, we assume in Shulchanach it's a mitzvah minatara, some knock it down, they think it's only a mitzvah with the Rabbanon. Okay, that's a dispute in Shulchanach, but where is the rice of the Rabbanon? It's a real din. So we have the passage in the Zohar that says, Hakol Tolib Mazel, Afilo Sevif Tarashabahechel. Even mitzvahs are Tolib Mazel. There's certain mitzvahs that are luckier than others. Nabach Roshan is the most unlucky mitzvah. That, that mitzvah never wins. Hardly anybody observes the, the Gemara says, Rubam begezel, miyutam barayis, vikulam babak loshen hara. Most of the Jewish population violate gezel. That's what it says in the Gemara. Miyutam barayis. A miyut of people violate arayis. Vikulam babak, not loshen hara, loshen hara. Babak loshen hara. That's what the Gemara says in Bavar Basra. Kulam babak loshen hara. So the Tvilas Kalim is also one of those unlucky, one of those unfortunate mitzvahs. Nebuch. Akol talvimaz lafidus sefetur shebehechel. This was never observed. Many, many people were uh, very observant years ago, and for the married women to cover their hair, they never did. So I remember there was a boy from the yeshiva was getting married, and he was discussing how he's going to act after he gets married. So his father was a very religious man. His father was a learned man. He had smicha from the yeshiva. His father was in business. 
So he was discussing with me. He's going to try to be as pious as his father. He's going to try to live up to everything that his father doesn't. He hopes that he'll be able to be as pious as his father, to be more observant than his father not. But it was Yodua, everyone knew that his mother didn't cover hair. So the Shiloh was, does it make sense for him? He knows he's not as religious, not as pious as his father. Does it make sense for him that he should be more from than his parents? So I said, generally speaking, I would think that not. But over here, it's a mistake. This is a real thing, that a married woman is supposed to cover her hair. There's some things that in the earlier generations were simply not observed. And it's not because they had a different sheet. It's just that um, they were negligent. In that situation, I recommended that the person should observe this uh, chumrah. It's not a chumrah. It's a real din. I remember once I wanted to borrow a safer from someone. He had a better library than I had. So he said, before he lends me a safer, he has to ask me one question. Do I subscribe to the shita that the din of Loisigzel applies to Svarim also? He said that many people think Loisigzel doesn't apply to Svarim. So I said, I absolutely do subscribe. Okay, so then he lends me the safe. That people think that that's a humra or something. Or people think that uh, p- paying taxes, being the doctor, that's for yekis. The doctor can pay taxes. Nah, everybody knows that it's mutter. Everybody knows that it's asa. Not everybody knows that it's mutter. No one knows that it's mutter not to pay taxes. That's gezel. It's not gezel from the Gersh Yudam. It's gezel from me. I do pay taxes. Gezel from all the Jews. Gezel Israel. Of course you have to pay taxes. Rabbi Tversky was talking about coming to Shul on time. A lot of people have such a family meeting. Their father always came half an hour late. Whatever time Shachas begins, the father always comes half an hour late. So the children follow meaning have the same thing. They follow the hallowed holy menhagim from, from uh, earlier generation. The father must have gotten from the grandfather all the way back to Moshe Rabbein or whatever. They don't mean it like that. I remember we were in Tannersville one summer. I was with Rabbi Tversky. So there was a Hasidish Arab there. The Faltachana was there. So he was uh, telling us that when he founded his uh, shtibel um, in Bensonhurst, so he made up with the uh, Balabatim, with the Hasidim, whatever time they want to daven on Shachris morning is okay with him. They want to daven 7 o'clock Shachris, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, he'll, he'll justify. There is, there is sufficient justification to daven at different times. But he said one thing, whatever time we make up, the people have to be there on time. You come ten minutes late, you should, that as far as you're concerned, davening is not for the important things in your life. It's not, the Gemara considers davening from the Dvarm Hom the Merum one of the most important things in the world, that the person makes a statement that the Rabbanu Shalom is the, there's only Yichud Hashem, there's only one God in heaven above who has full control over everything in the world. So you come to davening 10 minutes late, 15 to 20 minutes late. It shows that the whole davening doesn't mean anything. Whatever it says in Shulchan Aruch, we have to observe. That's not considered a midas chasidus. That's not considered a chumr. Sometimes that chumr is in Shulchan Aruch. Okay. So the rather taking a prichadish for the second night Rosh Hashanah. That's clearly a chumr. But uh, most of the things in the Shulchan Aruch are real dinim. And most of the dinim in the Shulchan Aruch, even exerim and the Rabbana, is considered like the Mesilus Hisham says, that's a dova shavah it applies to every Jew in every country and every continent and every generation, whatever he does for a living. A person, we said from the Mesil Shem, person has to determine, maybe he, due to his special situation, maybe he has to introduce special chumras for himself because of his chashash that he's going to fall in. But whatever Xeris the Chachamim introduced, that's considered People make a mistake, what's a chumra and what's a kula. They observe chumras that are really kulas. They have minhagim that are minhagishtus. In Shulchan Aruch it says, a minig, is, a minig is valid if it's a minig vasikin. What do you mean vasikin? I remember once one of the boys was reading 
Rav Salvechi used to call upon the students to read. In Gemara and in Shulchan Aruch, I remember one of the boys was reading the Shach in Yeridea, so the Shach quotes it's a Minig Vasikin. So the Bacha read it, Minig Vatican. <laughs> Didn't know what the word Vasikin was. So Rabbi Salvechi said, What? What are you talking about? He used to scream when they mispronounced the word. Minig Vasikin. A Minig is, uh, is meaningful. If it's a minig vasikin, it was introduced by tzaddik v'chasidim anshe ma'isen. Not stam balabat made a minig. And how do you establish whether something is a minig or something is not a minig? So it says you have to ask rabbanim, you have to ask talmid chachamim if this is the minig. Balabat will tell you all kinds of baba ma'isen that this is a minig. You don't accept what they say. You have to ask talmid chachamim from that city to establish. That's what the later poskim said because there was big confusion. If a person is on the Madrege and there's no issue of Mechzik Yuhara and it's not going to cause Kilkulim, so why not accept me this Hasidus? If it doesn't fit in, so it looks nourish, it looks like the person is, is wearing pajamas and he puts on the tie. He makes himself look ridiculous. There is room for Chumas with, uh, with proper guidance. One has to consult Rabbanim to ask Shilas what the din is. You have to ask Arav whether this Midas Hasidus fits in or not. And whatever it says in the Shulchan Aruch, most of what it says in the Shulchan Aruch is not really a Chumrah. Most of what it says in the Shulchan Aruch is really a Din. And we tend to, the, to reject all of these things. We're lazy. We don't want to live up to what the Din requires. And we say, that's a Chumrah. It's not a Chumrah. It's a real Din. We have to get our priorities straight and observe the Dinim and then consider the possibility of adding on Chumrahs in addition. I want to wish everyone a good Gebenshtyot.